0: Welcome to the Church and the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit at Phil is going to come and speak. Okay, well, good morning everybody. You okay? It kind of still feels like summer, doesn't it? Nice weather and some of you know we've moved house and we've kind of... Got some interesting colours, I have to say. All done in silk paint, which is very difficult to cover up, and we have a great garden, so we spent all our time in the garden really and done a bit of painting in the process because can't stand the colours. Well, all good fun. So I said earlier, I've got plenty I could be doing, but we're here to hear God, aren't we, this morning. So it's great to have you with us here on holiday. Hope you're having a great holiday in the peaks. We take it for granted because we live here, but uh, I'm sure you're enjoying it. But, uh, so everything that's happened this morning really is tied in what I felt God has been speaking to me. It's always a bit of an odd one, this kind of first Sunday back. Um, we didn't meet last week because of bank holiday and lots of people away. And uh, it almost feels like the start of a term as we kind of get back into September and everybody going back to school and work and everything else going on. And uh, you just want to kind of fresh something, you want, need something from God, don't we? Actually, I don't know, if you're going back to work, I'm going back to work tomorrow, and I know I need something from God. I know I need help. I'm going to need some clarity. I'm going to be able to focus again and get my kind of mindset. But actually, I know I need something from God all the time. I don't just need it um, in particular situation, a difficult situation, or back at work, or whatever. I actually need something from God all the time. And that is, I need his life in me. And so, i kind of been thinking about this quite a bit over the summer, and uh, I guess, I mean, really tied into what Dave read from Ephesians uh, chapter 3, I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 1 later on, um, just to uh, bring out Paul's other prayer from Ephesians, uh, and talk about that, but actually, I kind of just sense this, God wants us to know his power at work in our lives. We don't become Christians to be Powerless. God saves us for purpose. And his intent is that we know that same power that he has, that he worked, that he did in in doing miracles and casting out demons and uh, raising the dead. All that he did, God wants us to know that same power. And I don't know about you, but I want to know that power. I want to experience the power of God working in and through me. I don't want to just get by. I don't want my Christian life to be a dull, boring experience. And if that is your experience of a Christian life, it can be different, I assure you. It can be different. It doesn't have to be dull and boring. Very often, by uh, what we see on TV, I have to say, I can't stand watching songs of praise very often. Because what's portrayed has been Christianity it just bores me to tears. And I think, well, if that is it... We sing these old hymns with great words, but we sing them as though they mean nothing, and it's just a nice service, and it's really nice. It just turns me off completely, and I turn the telly off in turn. Because I just think, I can't can't watch that kind of thing. I want some life, and God's intent is that we live a life full. He says, I've come to give you life, and life to the full, not just to exist, not just to get by, not sufficient uh, portion that you can just get through, maybe. God's intent for us is to have life. And how different might our day be when we realise and understand and tap in to the power of God that's presently living within us. So, my title for this talk is Knowing the Power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. If that power can conquer death... And can raise Jesus from that. And Jesus demonstrated himself by raising four others that's recorded for us in Scripture from the dead. It's the same power. And he could raise himself from the dead. Because he says, I, take, I lay down my life and I take it up again. So too can we know that power in our own lives. And it can affect every part of our life. Our family life. Work life. Our social life. Our friendships, our finances, all our relationships, every hour of life can be impacted and changed by the power of God. I've been out for meals with friends, and in the midst of the meal, I start shaking on the power of God because God's present, God wants to do something. Because God's got intent to meet people and do things. And I love to do that, and I love it when I sense the presence of God because I think, whoa, God's up to something. Let's get on with this. What's He doing? What is it about? What word does he want to do? I've had to leave meals, to go and get out of a restaurant, to go and pray with people and see them set free. Because that's what God wants to do. And he wants to do it in and through us. So Paul made this statement in Romans 8, verse 11. It'll come up on the screen. It is. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? Paul's in prison his writing to the Roman church is in prison. You do realise, actually, if Paul hadn't been in prison, we probably wouldn't have the letters that he wrote. It was time aside for Paul to write. And I'm sure, in God's providence somewhere, he allowed it that we could benefit centuries on from Paul's writings, from Paul's letters to the churches. So is writing to the Romans. says, The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. That must have been an amazing revelation, both for Paul initially and then to the church. Have you had that same revelation? Do you know that the same power, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you? Can live in mortal bodies. Can live inside you, that you can be a carrier of that same Holy Spirit, that same power of Holy Spirit you can carry The same one, if you are born again, you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and you can carry that same power. You have access to the same power. goes on. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. You see, the whole purpose is God wants us to live a life full. God wants us to know life. God wants us to live in freedom and joy of life and not to actually uh, kind of become Christian, become somebody boring. I mean, I heard somebody once say, you know, Christians are the most boring people on earth. It should be quite the opposite. We should be the kind of people everybody wants to be around because we've got the life of God in us. You see, everybody wants to be around Jesus. Everybody was attracted to him, it not because of his appearance, it's because of who he was and what he carried. What is it that you carry? What is it that God's imparted to you by the Spirit that you carry? What is the unique thing that God's putting you that you are given to carry for the kingdom? See, I know what I carry. <laughs> I'm a prophetic visionary, I know what I am, and I know what I carry, and I know what I bring to a situation, I know that I can, God gives me insights of the Spirit, I call it an intuition of the Holy Spirit, I just somehow, sometimes just know things, and I don't know how I know them, I just know them, because it's the intuition of the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God that lives in me, and the power of God, now my choice is, do I acknowledge that, and do I go with it, and do I run with it, or do I not? Sometimes I haven't done that, and other times God's made it so blatant I have no choice. I have to go with it, because I start shaking and weird things, I look a bit weird. If I don't do something with this, I need to do something with this. But God shows me things sometimes, sometimes I can pray with people, and it's almost like suddenly God just reveals stuff that I could not possibly know sometimes I know I've just got to go and pray with somebody sometimes I've just got to know I've got to go and do something because that's just an intuition of the Holy Spirit because I know what it is that I'm carrying inside me do you know what it is that you carry inside you what uniquely God has placed in you because yes we all can have a deposit of the Holy Spirit but it works out differently in each one of us because the scripture says to each one is given a gift a different gift to each one of us God's given but the power of God is the same that lives in us it's how it works out of us might look a bit different not always the same as you know three elders lead this church and we're all so very different we all carry something different we all lead in different ways and some of us have got hair some of us haven't some of us are tall and some of us are short There's lots about us that are different. Some of us drive a Jag, some of us drive a Fiat. (laughs) We're all different. Not that I'm jealous. (laughs) I drive the Fiat, by the way. You see this whole revelation of truth from that we find in romans there was fresh to the church it was new and i love romans romans chapter 1 to 16 is the whole revelation of the gospel of jesus christ paul writes this in prison he has this amazing revelation that he writes to the roman church the church the first church that was established after jesus ascended back to heaven was in rome and uh, Paul's writing this amazing revelation of the gospel. And I love Romans. And it's hard to get your head around. A number of people said to me, I don't I understand how you get that, because I read it, I don't even understand it. But there's a revelation that comes by the Spirit of God. And God gives this amazing revelation to Paul there in Romans. And part of that is this whole revelation of what we've become. We've changed from death to life. We're no longer under condemnation. We've been set free, just as John was praying out earlier you know we're free from condemnation we're, we're free to accept the love of jesus christ and live in that and the good of that because of what he's done not because of what we did you see we don't come on any merit of ourselves this life by the spirit doesn't come on any merit of me that i live it only comes by jesus his death his resur- resurrection his life in me that's the only way i get it And it's not like the Holy Spirit suddenly just turns up in the New Testament. As we read in Acts, the Holy Spirit is right there back in Genesis. Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Here's the Spirit of God hovering. What's he hovering for? To bring life. He's hovering to bring life out of what is formless and nothing. And his purpose is to bring life to the earth, whether that's in plants, animals, creatures in the sea, creatures on the earth, and ultimately man. And we see that in Genesis 2, uh, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the, the man became a living person. So it's the same spirit who breathed life into man right at the beginning of time. It is the same spirit that breathes life into us now and gives us life and empowers us to live for Jesus. It doesn't come by any other way. The Spirit of God was sent into the earth to bring life and to breathe life and to bring fresh life to us. And in in Zechariah 4 verse 6, it says the word of the Lord. It says, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength but by my Spirit, says the Lord of, of Heaven's armies. So, Lord, it's by the Spirit of God. So, no might or strength, nothing we could muster up, will be good enough. Nothing we can do to get through our day. I mean, we need the power of God, don't we, just to get through a day? Sometimes, definitely for some, is that not true? I find it. This day is without the power of God. Knowing I've got somewhere I can go to, someone I can turn to. See, he's not like the AA or the RAC. You know, your car breaks down and something happens and you call on them and they promise to be with you, what, in about an hour? Something like that. The Holy Spirit's not saying, I promise to be with you in about an hour. Just you know, just hanging in there. You're broken down a bit, I understand, but it'll be about an hour before I get to you. If he's living within us, he's accessible immediately. He's there for our every moment. Every moment of life, he's there, right with us. Close to us. Right through the Old Testament, the Spirit of God is at work, doing amazing miracles, bringing about the purpose of God. He's not stopped. The Spirit of God is still about fulfilling the purpose of God. It's just that God chooses to use us in the process. In the Old Testament, he did it through some men, but he also did a lot without them. Amazing miracles. But actually, in these days, in the New Testament we read, that actually God has chosen the church to manifest himself in. And that's made up of us. You know, we're saved one by one. We're added one by one. And we're filled with the Holy Spirit one by one. And equipped to do the works of the kingdom one by one. So he's chosen us to do it. And Jesus demonstrated it so wonderfully for us. that He said, when asked to do miracles before he was baptized, before he started his ministry, he was like, my time hasn't come yet. But demonstrated when he was baptized in water and the Holy Spirit descended on him, filled him with the Holy Spirit, he then began to do the works of the kingdom. He then was empowered. That same power that was to raise him from the dead was working in and through him, to do the miracles that he did that he could go to a village and a whole village all their diseases be healed wouldn't that be great I am looking forward to the day when we go to a peak district village and we say we're here to pray for the sick and they all bring their sick we pray for them all and they're all healed won't that be a great day I think so I'm praying for it it's called revival by the way I'm praying for it I want to experience that kind of day that Jesus, because we're meant to be like Jesus. That's the whole purpose he saved us for, to be like Jesus on the earth now. So if that's true, then I want to say that I want our hearts to be stirred to be more like Jesus, to know and to tap into this power that already exists within us if we already know Jesus. It's just knowing how to tap into that power that's uh, within us. And at the end of Ephesians 1, as I mentioned, I was going to read, the final section is of a kind of one long sentence and where Paul gets a little bit carried away because he's got a revelation and he kind of starts to preach as well in terms of praying. I know prayers a lot. That. Prayers who preach and they're praying. And uh, I used to pray a lot with Dave Harper. And um, Dave Harper is an external processor. So whenever he was praying through something... You knew everything that was going on, everything he was thinking, everything he was turning over in his mind was all coming out in his prayers. So I'd go up, we used, I, we used to meet on a Wednesday morning, early on a Wednesday morning, and I'd probably spend about 20 minutes, half an hour just listening to Dave, uh, kind of externally processing in his prayers everything that was going on in his mind at the time. And I'd probably get about 10 minutes to pray at the end before I had to go. Some people laugh, it's just how they pray. But it's all right, actually, Paul, in his praying... <laughs> for us, for the church, actually begins to preach out what's in his heart, what he's really feeling, and what he's expressing, and wants us to grasp hold of and get a hold of for life. So it's not long, it's comprised of nine verses, and I've counted them, it's 168 words. How sad am I? it's amazing revelation in this prayer paul asks that those receiving the letter that the letter is sent to the ephesian church uh would also know the hope to which they're called now i've preached on that before many years ago now what is the hope to which we've been called to you see because if we're called by god we've got a hope and it's not just for this life it's one that goes beyond the grave it's one for the next life as well we've got a great hope In God, but He wants them to know God better in this life. Paul's prayer is I want you to know the hope you've been called to now in this life that you can live your life to the full right now. And I don't know that I'm always living my life to the full. Now, some people's living their life to the full is these those kind of they think it is those kind of adrenaline seekers who do the craziest things for the adrenaline rush. And they think that's living life to the max. am not sure it is. And I'm not sure that was God's intent, that we'd live life to the max. You know, and there's a number of Land Rovers. We, we live in an area where there's lots of Land Rovers. And a uh, number of Land Rovers I see around with that have a sticker on the back, One Life, Live It. I don't quite know if living it is a Land Rover. I'm not sure it is. But, anyway, some people think that, obviously. Because that's the kind of thing they buy and they put the sticker on. But actually, the one life we have to live, we can live in the power of the Holy Spirit that works and lives within us. And we can know that to the full. You see, he's not trying to be manipulative in what he's saying. He's rather, he exalts Jesus and draws us into that exaltation in this passage. And we're going to read it shortly. The power of God for us, was seen most dramatically when God raised Christ from the dead. That was the most dramatic thing. And it was witnessed. It's not just some good poem about somebody coming from the dead. It's not just some um, kind of made-up myth. It's a reality that Jesus was raised from the dead, and he lived. And while he appeared to many, he was writing to those that hadn't seen him, but knew those that had so they knew the reality of the risen Jesus. And uh, while they themselves may not have had it, we did not witness, none of us were around to witness Jesus being raised from the dead. But we know he is. And we can live in the good of his resurrection life. Yes? Good. Many wanted to deny, of course, the Pharisees wanted to deny that Jesus had been risen from the dead. They made all kinds of stories and lies that he wasn't, that he'd been stolen away and he'd taken his body and all kinds of things they made up about it. But actually, the truth was they wanted to deny, and even today, people want to deny that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. But we know for a fact he did, because he lives in us by the Holy Spirit. And we have access to such power because God dwells in us and among us by the Holy Spirit. He helps us in every time of need. You know, we, you know the Bible talks, the psalmist knew, David knew, he said, you know, that he's a present help in, in time of need. I know where to go. I know where to call on. I know at every moment I can call on Jesus. I can call on God and he's going to help me. And so can we. Always available to us. I need to finish quickly because time's running on. So, Ephesians 1, 16-23. just put that up on the screen. <clears throat> it says, Paul's prayer. I have not stopped thanking God for you. Everyone of the Ephesian church saved and added, I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people, who are rich and glorious, and glo- who are, rich, are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. That's a prayer, isn't it, to pray? What a prayer. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness. Of God's power for us who believe in Him. If we were just to make that our prayer, Monday morning might look a lot different to what it could have done. If we just prayed that for ourselves for tomorrow, what kind of Monday will you have? If we could just know that more. Wow, this is the same mighty power. So, this is where he gets into preaching. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, he is far above all rule and authority, or power, or leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body it is made full and complete by christ who fills all things everywhere with himself well i'll have some of that please this next week i'll have i want my week to be filled with him I want my life. You've got work situations. You've got family situations. You've got life situations. Maybe financial situations. You need to be filled with Christ, and not your own way, and not trying to work it out yourself, or work some way that has some deal we can do with this person or that person, or go to the bank for this money or whatever it might be, and say God is sufficient for all your need. He's just sufficient. He just is, and the power that it work in you. Is sufficient for you just believe it just have to believe it's sufficient power for you for now for your situation and what might come none of us know what's down the road for us none of us know what's ahead in our lives what's just around the corner but he's sufficient no matter what his life in us is enough for us if we just choose to believe choose to live it and choose to access that power because he didn't do it just for us he did it that we might bless others as well he gave it to us that we might touch other lives and we might change other lives with that same power and so a walk across the room book is a demonstration of that actually it's taking that same power lives in us and learning how to take it to others and God wants to know. I show we stand together? We're going to take communion this morning as a great response to this life that's in us. We wouldn't have communion available to us if it wasn't for Jesus' death and resurrection. So it's at the back. And could I just ask for a couple of, four people, if you just help us and serve people as they go down there. But I'm going to pray first. And then if four people could just go and help me out, please, and serve communion at the back, that'd be great. But let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you Oh, that uh, the life you said was in the blood, and you shed your blood upon the cross for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you took our sin, our shame, Lord, all that displeases you, all that is an offence to you, you chose to take it upon yourself and carry it, and you paid the price for it by shedding your blood, and the life is in the blood for us now, Lord, and we thank you for the life of the Spirit that now lives in us through the finished work of the cross. We thank you, Lord, it was complete. Lord, we thank you, God, that there's no more sacrifice for sin necessary. Lord, we don't have to do any penance for our sin. Lord, because you've paid it all. You've paid it all, Lord, and we thank you, you are victorious in your death and resurrection over sin and death. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, I want to pray for every one of us that, Lord, we might know, just as Paul's prayer was, that we might know Lord, what it is, the power to know the power of the living Christ that lives in us. That every circumstance, every moment of life, we will know that power at work in us, changing us, that we might know you more, that we might know you better, that we might draw near to you, that, Father God, we might understand your plans, your purposes for us, your good promises being worked out in our life, Lord, as we tap into this this power by the Spirit of God that you've placed in us. So, Lord, I just pray for your church right now, Lord. I those on holiday, Lord, I want to pray, Lord, they'll know the blessing, the power of God present, Lord. I pray for us, Lord, in the, in the peaks, Lord, as we look to reach the peak district with the gospel, and the good news lord i want to pray that lord we will know more and more what it is to tap into the the spirit of god to see signs wonders miracles take place lord god i pray lord to see many come to faith in jesus christ right across the peak district lord god we just look to you and say god let it work in us lord let that holy spirit be working us teaching us training us how to live the life jesus led while on the earth lord i pray come to us and if you just know you just need a touch from god this morning just raise your hand just going to pray for you you've got work situations financial family whatever it might be god just wants to meet with you. sickness god just wants to meet with you right now holy spirit you see the ones their hands lifted before you right now holy spirit i pray would you come and just touch them right now holy spirit would you meet them right where they are lord you know their need lord you know their desperate place god i pray would you come holy spirit And would you just teach them, Lord, I pray for impartation now by the Spirit of God into their life situation. God, I pray, Lord, they'll know fresh life and power to deal with those situations. Lord, I pray you'll give them the initiative of the Holy Spirit. Lord, and just the right thing to say, the right thing to do, that, Lord, defeats the enemy, breaks down lies, Lord, and sets them free from their situation. God, I pray in Jesus' name for your glory. For your glory, Lord, we're your people who are called to carry your glory. Now, God, I pray, help us to carry it into our situations. In Jesus' name. Amen.